Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to The Daily Run. That's the Run of the Mills podcast, a daily Bible studies as we go through books of the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. And uh, hey, we are uh, doing what we're calling Keeping Up with the King as we go through the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, as we have said multiple times, a book written by a Jew to the Jews about the King of the Jews. And right now we're shifting gears. Uh, we're shifting over now. Matthew starts talking, or shares rather, um, what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And this is, of course, what uh, we're going to read for the next couple of chapters. And the Sermon on the Mount, if we're talking about the king, this is kind of like he's uh, he's already talked about how Jesus is the king of the Jews, and he, and he has all those testimonies of different people. Uh, that we've talked about extensively, so we won't go back into that again. But now this is where the king kind of declares how the kingdom works. Like, this is like the kingdom's proclamation of of his kingdom. Like, you know, you're the new king, so you're saying, hey, this is, this is my kingdom. And I think this is really important because, again, one of the things we have to realize whenever we're reading the Bible is that though it was written for us, uh, recorded for us that it's important to understand what was happening at the time, uh, cultural things that were going on at the time. Sometimes we're aware of those things. Some, sometimes, honestly, uh, we we don't know. Some things are just lost to history. But what we do know is that Jesus, being the Messiah, the Redeemer that was foretold in the Old Testament, the one who is coming to. Uh, to be the savior of Israel um, was not, he did not come as expected. And we see this throughout Jesus ministry that he, um, he was not the King that they were expecting. But as I think they said about Batman, he wasn't the King they wanted, but he was the King they needed. Perhaps I misquoted the Batman movie, but that's okay because Batman is not, I know some of you will be shocked by this, not scripture. So um, anyway, Jesus is not the king they are expecting. And so at the beginning of his ministry, he has this um, proclamation of what his kingdom is about. Now, if you read the Bible, you will find very similar things are said in the book of Luke. However, it's, um, it's not exactly the same. The wording is not identical. Some phrases are different. Some phrases are not there. Then there's other phrases that are there. And some people are like, well, what's going on here? This appears to be a contradiction. Um, he, there you have two people uh, recounting the same event, and yet they're not um, sharing the exact same things. And uh, there's lots of different arguments about that, uh, which I have heard. But here's the thing. I don't know how many times I've heard pastors share from the Sermon on the Mount, and then they want to take a piece from the book of Luke where Luke is speaking, and they'll say, now Luke records this, or Luke adds this phrase, or they'll be in Luke, and they'll say, now in Matthew, he says this. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but the thing that I wanted to point out was this. First of all, I think it's fascinating how people love to try to point out Bible contradictions. You know, I had a teacher in high school who was very much um, anti-Christian. Um, at least it seemed that way at the time. And I guess I would say he was anti-Christian because um, recently on my high school um, 
Facebook group, uh, he was a member of the Facebook group. So I clicked on him and sure enough, he has um, a lot of bragging about how many times he's been sued by Christians or how many times he's sued Christians um, in, in um, within the school system, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, very much, very, very anti-Christian. Uh, anyway, in class one time, he said the following statement, you know, the Bible is full of contradictions. Now, it's a very clever way of saying things, isn't it? And sometimes preachers do this. Uh, I know of one uh, well-known um, preacher that often does this. He'll say he'll say something that uh, is not necessarily accurate, unfortunately, and he'll say like, "Well, you know that." Blah 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 blah. You know, don't you know that? Blah 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 blah. Don't you know this? You know, of course you know this. And it's a way of getting the listener to embrace what the speaker is saying because they don't want to be left out. It's a, a speaking technique, a propaganda technique of, of you saying, hey, well, don't you know that the Bible is full of contradictions? Or you know that the Bible is full of contradictions. They're putting, the, putting it on you even though you haven't agreed to it. Um, so... Anyway, he says this, the Bible's full of contradictions. And I remember two um, two guys in the class right away saying, like, taking issue with it. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. But a lot of us sitting there like, oh, yeah, it is. Because yeah. we've heard that, you know. I remember hearing that before I was a Christian that, you know, the Bible's, you know, the Bible's full of contradictions. But the really, the thing I think is fascinating about it is when people say, like, the Bible's full of contradictions and you say, like, what? I would say a huge percentage of the time I could make up a statistic because, you know, 90% of statistics are made up on the spot. I could say 90% of the time, 97.8% of the time when somebody says the Bible's full of contradictions and you say name one, either they can't name one or they name something that is not a contradiction at all. For example, talking about Luke and Matthew. And some people would say, well, Matthew and Luke are recording, um, the same sermon, but they're, they're picking the parts of the sermon that they feel are important. But I don't think that that's accurate because if you read uh, in the book of Luke, it doesn't say that they're on the Mount. Instead, it says they're on the plain. And so some Bibles will even have it written down as the sermon on the plain. And so this one, of course, is called the sermon on the Mount. Now, again, this is one of those things that sometimes we, when we read the Bible, we, we make some assumptions, and we always have to be careful about these assumptions. One such assumption is this, that the Bible only contains the things that Jesus did. Or rather, the Bible contains, I should say it this way, everything Jesus did. Now, we know in his public ministry, which was three, three and a half years or so, that he did a lot. And yet, when you look at the length of the chap of the books of the, you know, of when you look at like the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? The gospels, you see that, you know, Matthew is 28 chapters long and Mark is 16 chapters long and Luke is 24 chapters long and John is 21 chapters long. And John even says at the end, you know, he says, I suppose if I was to write down or if it was to be written down, all that Jesus did, all the books of the world could not contain it. And so the Gospels don't contain everything Jesus did. 
they contain those things that the author felt was important to share. And what's fascinating is it's, it's, they're such short little books, right? That you could sit down, conceivably sit down and read them in a single sitting. And that's a fascinating thing to me that of the life of Christ, they said, I, we're going to keep it concise, you know, that God decided this is how it's going to be. Um, but here's the thing, and maybe you haven't considered this before, but it talks about Jesus going out and about, right? It, in uh, the end of chapter three, I'll just flip back to that and read it. It said, um, or rather the end of chapter four, since I went back too far. Um, it says that um, his fame went out throughout all Syria and they brought him sick people and uh, people who were afflicted and with various diseases and torments and those who were demon possessed epileptics paralytics and he healed them and great multitudes followed him and um, I forgot see this is what happens I for, I I didn't go back for enough verse 23 is what I wanted to say it says and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom all right so they're telling what he did and he, and he healed people and then chapter five says and seeing the multitudes he went up on the mountain and when he had seated his disciples came uh, when he had seated he was seated his disciples came to him and he opened up his mouth and taught them now here's the thing when you read this you might think well how in the world did matthew manage to remember or you know if peter was telling matthew um or you know Someone else was telling Matthew, well, we know Matthew's there. But um, if they're talking to Matthew, saying, hey, Matthew, this is what, these are the things that happened. These are things that we um, that we remember. And Matthew's saying, well, this is what I remember, whatever. Um, how in the world does he remember this big, long sermon? Well, first of all, we know it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So Matthew, um, those things that Jesus said are being brought to mind. The other thing is this. This very well may be a sermon that Matthew heard a lot of times. Because as Jesus traveled around from place to place, you know, in our minds, we tend to think maybe that he was saying something different at every stop. But it may be that he said a lot of the exact same things. When he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, he's saying the same kind of message. And, and that's, I think, why we see a similarity between what we read in Matthew's Sermon on the Mount and what we see in Luke's Sermon on the Plain is because uh, it's very likely that this is these are messages um, and words and phrases and sayings that Jesus said a lot of times. And of course, we are told that you know this, that uh, Jesus told the, the disciples that the Spirit would bring to mind um, those things. So anyway, we went a little long today. Next time we'll actually get to what Jesus said. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.